Hello, I'm Coach Darren Steele, and I help queer people really lean into expressing their difference so that they can liberate their most authentic selves. On the podcast and in the written word on medium at thinkqueerly.com, I share my evolving ideas about how we can create a more loving and accepting world as queer leaders. Now, before we get into today's show, just a little bit of housekeeping on a couple of points. Number one, it's been a couple of weeks since the last episode, and you're actually in for a bit of a treat with the quality of my voice today. I call it the Barry White, and probably if you're under 30, you don't know what I'm talking about, but I'm at the tail end of a cold or a flu that's been going around, and... This is what I sound like at the end of it when I'm nasally and phlegmy and gross and disgusting to be around. Pretty good, isn't it? (laughs) Anything to make light of a situation. So first things first, I made a declaration on the very 1st of January that I was going to publish in some way, shape or form every day this year. I have not. Did I fail? Well, I set myself up in that particular episode and the article I wrote uh, to correspond to that by saying that the intention and what I wanted to accomplish, the idea, was far more important than whether or not I actually completed every single day. Now, I was not expecting to go a full two weeks without publishing, but a few things have happened, and they're not excuses. I have learned And I realize I've done this before. I'm not great at making public declarations like that because I tend to find I fall into the trap like anyone else does about, oh, let's do this. Let's just say we're going to do it and then we'll do it. Saying you're going to take a repetitive action without actually doing the work to know what the process is, is a recipe for failure at accomplishing the goal. So it sounds like maybe uh, there's a tension there between saying I failed and I did, but no. I have been participating in a 30-day intensive transformation coaching program. I've hired a coach to work with, and it's rattling about in my brain in, in a very good way. And I'm learning a phenomenal amount, and it is so important as a coach to get coaching to continually evolve. So that helped me realize something that the coach said is that I I hadn't gone through what the process was. What were the reasons behind the process? What also were the emotional ver- um, elements that would sustain me in the process and the habits to continue to take the actions that would lead to the process of publishing on a regular basis and then that would lead to the the success of publishing every single day. So that hasn't happened. But at the same time, I really needed to focus in on what's most important for me. What is my message? And it's very easy for me to get off message in the sense of wanting to talk about a lot of different things. I'm not saying I'm going to stop doing that. But I am looking at how I might be able to use my podcast and expand it and create sort of segments 
So maybe I can have more regular guests on who almost become like columnists or contributors. Like I've had Jeffrey Yovanone on and I'm speaking with a friend about another possible idea that I could do and then have a very targeted solo episode like this where I go more into coaching and coaching queer leadership. So the next thing I want to talk about, which leads into the topic of today's podcast, is my new book. It's called Think Queerly, Meditations and Critical Reflections on Liberating Humanity. Now, this literally came to me as a result of doing this coaching program that I'm taking a part of that's, like I said, really, uh, the, things are layering and they're showing me things about myself. And I have all these ideas in in statements that I've made in single paragraphs and in, in potent sort of, you know, pull quotes. And other people have recognized that as well. So I went through the last two years of my writing <clears throat> that I've published on Medium on my publication, Think Queerly, and I reviewed everything. And to put together this book, it's almost like if you've ever read um, the Tao Te Ching or any kind of a book like that, where there's maybe just a few lines or two or three paragraphs to express mostly a single thought so that you can ponder and reflect and meditate on that singular idea. So I've taken these ideas out of something much larger, an article, but so as not to have these things seem like they don't make sense. Of course, I've gone and edited them and, and spent the time to try and figure out how to organize the book. So I've, I've come up with a number of different sections that I've called witnessing, being, I speak about authenticity, uniqueness in the form of what makes us unique as queer people, acceptance and connection, because that's what we're all looking for as human beings. But as LGBTQ people, we absolutely need acceptance and inclusion. <clears throat> and near and dear to my heart, anything personal transformation, which is uh, personal uh, leadership or personal growth or personal development is ultimately about transformation, transforming our identity into something that we really already are, but moving into and embracing that authenticity that we might be afraid to share with the world. And finally ending up with leadership and aspects of leadership that speak to how we can lead more queerly. So you can get that book for free. And that is available on my website at darrensteel.com slash reflections. Just go to my website. You'll find the link here in the podcast and I'll have it there for you directly. And please download it and take the time to think through what the different sections mean to you. Some of the sections might be a little challenging to read because I'm not afraid to bring up issues that are challenging. I'm not afraid to say what makes people uncomfortable, not to be an asshole, not to be just a provocateur for the sake of doing so, but rather in order to make change, we need to confront those things that are uncomfortable. So that leads me into what I want to talk about today, my, my coaching philosophy. And my coaching philosophy is about supporting queer people. And in a nutshell, that's risk, 
expressing your difference to liberate your authentic queer self. I'll read it again. Risk expressing your difference to liberate your authentic queer self. Now, this doesn't mean you have to be part of the LGBT umbrella completely, right? This is about queer as difference. This is about queer as uniqueness. This is about queer meaning not part of the status quo. This is about, for me, queer meaning liberation, uplifting and elevating humanity and making the world a better place for all of us. But to do that, to bring to the world your uniqueness, your creativity, your ideas, your projects. We all need help. That doesn't mean we're helpless. But we need help in various ways. Some of those ways are the blocks that might be holding us back or the patterns of behavior that we've maybe been repeating and we're not quite aware of, the the mind reading we might be doing of what we think other people are thinking about us or the uh, declarative statements we make in the form of argument or when we're on the defensive. And I mention these things because this is part of the process I'm going through right now in in receiving coaching to unearth some of the, I guess, the things that scare me about leading. And I think that's a good thing because I, I talk about in, in, in one of my principles that personal transformation happens when you lean out of your comfort zone far enough and long enough that you cause permanent expansion, meaning you expand your comfort zone, right? You can take in and handle more that comes at you from the world. And that our fears and our doubts can be viewed as a sign to embrace the discomfort and to actually evolve. So for me to fully embrace coaching queer leadership, and this is a fine distinction Coaching queer leadership is very different than saying coaching queer leaders. Because while I'm developing these ideas for queer leadership, I'm coaching the individual, I'm working with individuals, I'm writing or speaking about how we as queer peoples can lead in a queer way, in a way that's different. And I'm defining queer leadership with a broad brushstroke of a pen as a way to help people think more critically, to lead as if no one is watching, to elevate the consciousness of humanity and to liberate people from the confines of rigid ideologies or locked up status quo patterns of of belief or ways of behaving and acting. So that might be, that is really one of my core first principles. To think for yourself, to think critically, we need to be curious. And what does that mean? My coach has expressed this, and serendipitously I watched something on a TED Talk the other day 
when we're curious, we're just opening up to really asking questions. It's like, oh, I wonder why I got so emotionally defensive when that person left a comment on my article. Or, true story, in my case, I see that I've got an email, that I've got a comment, and I can already see from the first few lines that have been quoted in the email that it's contentious and and reactionary, and my heart starts racing. I start feeling the stress build up in me and it's fight or flight. That I almost feel like I want to panic. Now I can go into that. I can experience that fight or flight mechanism that's being triggered by my ancient brain. Or I can get curious. I mean, like, wow, Darren, why is it that when you see someone has left you a comment, you immediately start getting upset? Where does this come from? What are you afraid of? And I could start asking more questions about that, and I can start looking at ways in which I'm going to perhaps employ different processes around comments. Without even going more into it, it's, it's not always easy. But the more curious you are, you are looking in a sense. You are witnessing in a sense. You're trying to find answers sort of in a circular way. Almost like you're several hundred feet above the situation. You're curious. You're observing. Like, What's going on here? Why is this happening? Why am I feeling this way? Why is this person acting in this way, what might be triggering them to be so upset? Or, you know, whatever the case may be. So being more curious helps us to be in that experience of asking, how can I be the change I want to see in the world? Because if you're not curious, then you're just stuck in your own head. But being curious opens us up to seeing what's happening in the rest of the world. And being queer and curious can certainly help us see through the cracks of the status quo to what's really messed up behind that structure. Now, a big challenge that I've experienced in my own life, and I'll, I'll mention something here. What I feel I'm compelled to teach and share and coach about comes from what I have experienced in my own life. And for the very longest time, I've held the belief that I'm about to share with you now. That what's happened in my past is just fine. It's what has shaped me. It's what has defined me. It is what has helped me understand what my gifts are and what I want to focus on to be the change that I want to see in the world. But that does not mean you have to love your past. You do not have to love what has happened to you. You do not have to love how maybe you have reacted in situations in the past which were really formative. You don't even have to carry guilt about those things anymore. Just recognize them as being one in the past. And two, those experiences can be learning moments, teaching moments. Because often what is darkest in our lives is what compels us to find the light in that challenge. So, 
if I've always been very emotionally reactive and on the defensive, I had to go through a process, and I've talked about this a couple of times, and I talked about this in my podcast episode on uh, can we can we forgive homophobia, where literally I realized I had to forgive myself as a gay man for having accepted internalized homophobia when I was a child and growing up as an adolescent because it was taught to me and I didn't know any better. But because I didn't realize that, and because I had been living my life without having had that awareness, that was always there. And then when I was aware of it, wow, fuck. It was so cathartic being able to let go and to forgive myself for having been unable to know any better as a child and as an adolescent. But then having then finally come out and then lived, you know, 20, 30 years after that point, I hadn't cleaned up that mess. And when I cleaned up that mess or when I was aware of it, the level of empathy I started to feel began to just expand. And I noticed a massive shift, a transformation. Transformation can happen in an instant, but it's usually preceded by a lot of work, whether it be direct or unconscious. And I had been preparing, I suppose, unconsciously myself for that moment in time when suddenly, wow. And this isn't to say anything other than it made a massive difference in how much happier I became and how much less defensive I felt. And it's improved certain relationships in my own life because I suppose just that forgotten internalized homophobia was coming up as, as a fear of protecting my identity. So when somebody said something that didn't jive with me, that felt in any way, even the smallest of attack, I would get defensive. And that leads into another principle in my coaching, which is a growth mindset evolves when we, re- when we willingly embrace the uncomfortable. And when we, when we go through the process of understanding what that all means, and then we integrate those lessons into our lives. That makes us better people. And the questions we ask ourselves are just as important as the answers we give ourselves, but even more so the exactness, the precision, and the specificity, hard word to say, with which we ask our questions is just as important as taking the time to answer those questions with the same level of exactness and precision and specificity because that's what shapes our perspective of the world and perspective is everything because what we perceive might not always be the truth and there are many more that i could share with you many more principles not too many more but what's important in this process i think for all of us is that if we want to be queer leaders and make an impactful change in the world, help people see 
that division is no longer acceptable, that human rights for some is not acceptable. It's equal rights for all or no equal rights at all. That if there is no freedom of the individual or creativity, we have tyranny. And the arguing and the defensiveness and the hatred and everything else we see going on right now is something that we can make better. I want to read just one page from, I think, the very first statement I make, the first reflection that I offer in my book. We are witnessing extreme divisiveness. Try this again. We are witnessing extreme divisiveness online and in the world. The need to be right and the need to belong to the politically correct group, an absolute need to be fully on the one right side of the equation and at the very absolute far side at that. And we see how arguing from extreme polarities just creates further and further division. But there is no equation to be on either side of. There is only a balance. Because between all polarities is a middle space, a gap in which all possibilities exist. And we need to understand that balance is something fluid and constantly changing. It's never static and never something that can exist on one side independently. So to wrap in my new book, Think Queerly, Meditations and Critical Reflections on Liberating Humanity, I advocate for inclusion and acceptance and for elevating consciousness, not just for LGBTQ plus peoples, but for all of humanity, by leading from our uniqueness to demonstrate our vital and creative role in society, and to make a difference in the world, to create a more loving and accepting world. So you can get the book now, just head on over to darrensteelcom slash reflections. And I would love to hear your feedback. Send me a note by email once you've downloaded the book or share the book on social media so that the people can benefit from what I hope is great wisdom and queer food for thought. As always, thank you for listening and think queerly. <laughs>